You're listening to the podcast for Asbury United Methodist Church. Join us every Sunday for worship at 8.30 or 10.45. Find out more at asburybosier.org. Well, good morning. It's good to be with you on our concluding Sunday of our Reboot series. Our lesson today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 13. It'll be on the screens, it'll be online, and it's also in your Bible. Let us hear the word of the Lord. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part and prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I only know in part, then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is love. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I remember 16 years ago, I was in Durham, North Carolina at seminary and I was coming home, I believe it was a Sunday, and I was coming home from an evening worship service and I heard on the news that Hurricane Katrina was heading right for New Orleans. So I sat in my car and I listened over and over and over again to that great Randy Newman song, Louisiana 1927. Louisiana, Louisiana. They're trying to wash us away. They're trying to wash us away. And I remember having some survivor's guilt in that moment because I was in North Carolina, the rest of the family was in New Orleans, and just hopelessly praying that everything would be okay. And then the storm hit, and at first there was hope. Because you were taught in an early age, if you grew up in the New Orleans area, that if New Orleans had ever been head-on hit with a Category 5, the city was toast. You were taught that. And here, a Category 5 hit New Orleans head-on, and the levees held until they didn't. And then it was about a day and a half or two days before I heard anything from any of my family members. So here this morning... Uh, My parents are at my house. They evacuated. Uh, The rest of my family, however, my two sisters and their families are still down south. So we wait. We hold our breath. And we are patient. Hmm. 
there's a lot of emotion that comes up with yet another storm. The stories are eerily similar. There's frustration, there's anger, there's sadness, there's great concern. And it's a concern on the individual level. Yes, we can talk about systems, we can talk about levies, we can talk about policies and procedure, but it is an individual concern for individual people. I have clergy texting me this morning, one in particular, who is also dealing with a bit of survivor's guilt. She decided to leave. Her con- there are members of her congregation who are staying, and she is not with her people. And there's, But it was best for her family to leave. There's a tension there. There's a grief there. She texted me this morning saying that she is... She's just sick. She feels sick. There's anger, there's frustration, there is sadness, there is concern. And it is not unlike that frustration and sadness and and great concern, it is not unlike what our servicemen and women are feeling in watching the news of watching Afghanistan unravel. Those who served, those who put their life on the line, now seeing the country unraveling. There's frustration, there's anger, there's sadness, there's great concern. And with the servicemen and women that I've spoken to over the last week and a half or so, it is not a concern over the big policies and the big procedures and the big, it is, did my interpreter get out? Did the women that I worked with get out? It is personal. It is one-to-one. This anger, this frustration, this sadness, and this concern is also not unlike what our nurses and doctors are feeling. I had the awesome privilege of being with several nurses Friday night at the beginning of their weekend shift just to hold space with them. They called me in because I have no power or influence at the hospital. I'm just the guy across the street at Asbury, and they needed needed a place. They needed an ear. They've had a rough week. The nurses, especially on the labor and delivery wing, they had a stillborn. They had an an emergency procedure on a 19-year-old. They had a long week. And now with evacuees potentially coming up north, they're all being very, very patient. Their anger, their frustration, their sadness, and their concern is also not unlike our teachers. (laughs) Having to dance between the administration and parents and protests and There's a lot in these verses, love is patient, love is kind, and maybe the message today is simple and short. Let us be patient and let us be kind. Let us be patient and kind for those who are remembering Katrina and holding their breath for Ida. Let us be patient and let us be kind with our servicemen and women who are suffering the stress and the anger and the frustration of watching Afghanistan unravel. Let us be patient. Let us be kind with our nurses and our doctors and our first responders. Let us be patient. Let us be kind to our teachers and administrators who are trying to give our children 
a successful semester. Love is patient. Love is kind. We could go on and meditate on love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. Earlier this week, thinking about love not insisting on its own way was reverberating and resonating within my own soul. But then as we keep reading, we hang on to love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love endures all things. When we talk about love being patient and kind, that does not mean to say that love is passive or love just sits by to see what happens. Love is active and sacrificially so. When we say that love bears all things, that is love going out into the world. That is love putting boots on and going into the streets. It bears all things. It endures all things. Love is not passive. Love is not puppy dogs and butterflies. Love is living sacrificially and not thinking of yourself and doing what is necessary for your neighbor. One of my friends on Facebook uh, uh, just last night says, Louisiana is about to teach the nation of what it means to be a good neighbor. And I hope to God that's true. I mean, it's not like 2021 has been the year of brotherly love. I remember going down to New Orleans to serve after Katrina, and there was a, a man who was charging $25 a pop to use his satellite phone. That's the worst. It's the worst. What are you going to use? Are you going to use 25 bucks at the Walmart that's not open and won't be open for another month and a half? It's the worst. I remember after Katrina, churches got together at annual conference and talked about because our churches in the South, uh, their flood insurance went through the roof. It was very hard to sustain their buildings and their property. And we had a sit-down discussion with churches in the North and churches in the South. And, you know, maybe, maybe I have rosy-tinted glasses about these kinds of things or or maybe I'm just ignorant of how the system works. All of that is probably true. But I thought the conversation was going to go something like, we need to ensure that our churches are strong throughout our state. We need to ensure that the gospel will be preached both in the north and the south. We need to remember the story of God in the gospel of John of the fishes and loaves. There were thousands of hungry people and one boy who had a lunch with fish and bread And the disciples thought they had nothing. And Jesus says, well, if you think it's nothing, then give it to me and watch what happens. Jesus blessed it and broke it and thousands of people ate. In other words, you are either in need of a miracle or you are the channel through which that miracle happens. I thought that's how that conversation was going to go. But it didn't. Love is patient. Love is kind. (sighs) Hmm. Yes, faith, hope, and love abide. These three. We've talked about this before, how hope is always in the future tense. Hope is always a destination. Hope is out there. It is a destination we plan to get to. It is something circled on the map or circled on the calendar. It is a direction. Faith 
is preparing for that trip. Faith is trusting that that's the, di- the, the direction that you need to be, that this, this hopeful place is where you're being called, trusting that you're being called to that place. Faith is the difficult work, work of, of putting together the plan and making preparations and putting your hurricane kit together. That's what faith is, trusting in yourself, trusting in the way that you've been shaped and formed. Love, however, love is actually moving. Love is actually hitting the road and going. Love is going to where you need to be and there is going to be ups and downs. If you've ever been on a mission trip, the first thing we always say is pack your patience because nothing's going to go according to plan, right? There's, it's, no myst- it's no mystery why Paul says love is patient. It's the first thing he says it. You have to pack your patience with these things. And it's absolutely correct when Paul says Faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Having a direction is important. Of course it is. Circling the calendar, having a goal, of course it's important. Having faith, study, Bible study, covenant groups, coming to worship, of course it's important. But these pale in comparison to actually breaking bread and serving hungry people. This pales in comparison to mucking out a house and sitting and listening to someone's story when they've lost everything in a hurricane. These things pale in comparison when we sit with our servicemen and women and give them a space to grieve over what they have lost. Hope and faith pales in comparison when you're sitting and listening to a nurse grieving after losing a baby. Love is the activity and action of the people of God. And yes, it is the greatest of fill in the blank. So we do have hope. Selfishly, I hope hope the levees hold. And I'm just going to speak that into existence with whatever power I have. Yes, we have faith that after the storms subside that the recovery won't take another 10 years. But let love be our engine. And yeah, it takes a divine patience. It takes a divine kindness. It takes a divine endurance. It takes the presence of God to bear all of these things. So let us be in prayer for those who are in the path of this storm. Let us be in prayer for our servicemen and women who are battling a different kind of storm as Afghanistan unravels. Let us be in prayer for our nurses and doctors who are now being asked to do even more. Let us be in prayer for our teachers and administrators who are trying to build a better future and a better tomorrow. Let us be the people of God in prayer, but not only in prayer, but also in action. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.